When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Down the Dog with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. Mm, you said it like a newsreader, John. Well, I thought I would respond to you. I thought you said it with a, a, a certain... It, it was um, it was official. I felt like you knew what you were doing. But there was a charm there and a comfort. Thank and I you. I tried to replicate all of that. Not the kind of urgency of a live reporter reporting on a big case. Live outside the Royal Courts of Justice. That sort of thing. It was more... Hello, and this is the news. Yeah, it was news round rather than news at 10. Yes. All the better for that. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know where... You know what? We often start talking about football, John, but but Keir hmm. Starmer's speech I watched oh, in full last night. I, I don't know if you've seen it. Straight into with the old politics at the dog this week, is it? But we would... You know, this is our little pub, and this is You're what we're allowed to talk about politics in the pub, Danny? Yeah. Yeah, some pubs ban it, don't they? What they say, politics and sex. What? Both fine, my mate. Preferably together. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have you seen any of it? I haven't. No, I've heard some clips uh, and seen some clips on the news. The big 10-year, we need a plan for 10-year regeneration, or whatever it was. Was that an impression, was it, mate? Yeah, I'm having a go. Come on. Go on, I mean. Then. Well, I'm just saying, you know, on, you're, you're a brave man to get in the ring with <laughs> Britain's only Keir Starmer. I wouldn't say I was getting in the ring. I was more sort of, you know, when you're in your seat and um, the cross comes in and you, you try and head it. Yeah. I, I was in no way suggesting I am um, Jean Peru, but I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't say it without at least nodding to the fact it was Sir Keir. Sir Keir. Um, you know what? I, I just found it. I'll tell you what I think. And I, I don't mind, obviously, I don't mind what people's politics are or if, even yeah, if they're not positive. Yeah, you do. This is my armchair view of it. He looks like a prime minister now. And the Labour Party looks like a serious party that wants to be in government. I watched it thinking, he feels more like he's in charge than Rishi Sunak. Oh, interesting. You go, oh, you're the boss. You just like, yeah. you can just feel like the energy flowing to him now. You're like, oh, giving up on that little squirt this guy's the one who's in charge and of course the thing that everyone's talking about is the protester at the start who comes on and dumps a load of glitter over him i have mm. to say I, I, i'm a nervous man right you get too near me in the kitchen and i yelp you're Let piss. Alone, you what tickle me i'm pissed it's, it's the catchphrase you're known for yes we've talked about this many times um i don't like people nipping around the back um i'm like where are you going just walk in front of me you know you make me nervous you're like I don't a like horse. Man, yes. I mean, if I'm in the kitchen and people are walking around the back of me, I'm like, why would you do that? Chopping it's ginger. Like, it's like a scene from Boiling Point. Well, it you know, you just think kitchens aren't a place to nip around the back, are they? Um, well, just, I mean... Knives so, and, and gas. Okay, well, yeah, you, yeah. now that you say that, obviously. This guy nips around the back of the Starmer, puts glitter all over it. Starmer's just so calm. He, I mm. can't believe... And I think on some level people will go, well, if he's calm like that, imagine how we'll deal with Putin. Do you know what I mean? I think on some level you go, well, he's... Do you think like people will person. think that? Maybe not explicitly, but on some level people go, I mean, it's remarkably... He must be the calm... I reckon, of all the politicians in the country, I don't think any of them would have been as calm as him. It was like um, unusually calm. I just like, man. 
You're nails. And you know what I love about him? Stalman could have battered him, but he didn't. He could have battered him, but he didn't. I bet. I'll tell you what, if the cameras weren't there, because you've got big hands, Starmer. Has he? Left a couple of digs. Massive, masculine hands. He must have the most masculine hands in British, if not global politics. And I think he's the sort of guy that could have left a couple of clumps on him, but chose not to. And isn't that real power? Yeah, well, it's certainly, um, there, there is a, I mean, it's the Prescott thing, isn't it? There is an element to which when it's a reaction, somehow society forgives and says, well, as you say, if you go around the back of someone with glitter, it's a dangerous thing to get into. He could have been um, like Cluffy when he walloped those um, pitch invaders. Imagine Starmwood yes. just got, like clumping protesters. <laughs> Out into the crowd. <laughs> Young man. Oh, man. It would have been so but yeah. Calm and do you depression, think people like are that. saying that then? Do you think in the pubs up and down the country, people are saying, well, if it can handle glitter, it can handle Putin? It's it's not, it wouldn't have been my reading of the situation, but uh, about I'm, to your political knowledge. I'm not saying that's the explicit thought or words, but on some level, of course, on it's some going, level. oh my God, he's so calm. That, that, that reads across, that pulls across into other columns. They go, well, I imagine actually in a crisis, he'd be pretty good. Sunak is basically um, a Watford manager, isn't he? Yeah, he he is the manager in name, but there's been so much rotation. You're just like, yeah, till the next crisis. Whereas Starmer, what would you say? He's like Vincent Company uh, last season, where you're like, do you know what? He could do a Premier League job now, but he's going to stick with Burnley. Get him off. Oh, I think he's I think he's a Ferguson, a Wenger, or a Clough. You're like, this guy's going to be around for a long time. Oh, he may become that, but I don't. You know, he's Ferguson at Aberdeen. He's not Ferguson at Man United yet. Well, he's, he's about to take over the awesome power of the British state. Sure, at which That's point when he wins, when he wins his first title. Forest. Yeah, but you cannot deny now he's managed. He's not managing in the Premier League. He's managing. He's he's in opposition. Therefore, he's in the Championship. No, 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 no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're trying to apply football analogies to politics, but um, I, I, I just, you know what? I've not consumed the news as much as I would have done in the recent weeks. And it's the first mm. time I've been like, the, the by-election last week and that, I was like, it's not even about whether I, you know, I'm Labour or not. I'm just like, oh, finally, it, it does feel like there's someone who's come along who's worth bothering with, which is nice. Yeah. And a team around and a plan and some goddamn effing positivity. Yeah. Some GDFP. Nice. I love them. I love them. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know. Sometimes we record these and then, um, you know, one recording session may end up in two or three episodes. So um, these are the final few episodes before I go into hospital. So I should just yes. mention that. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you've seen that I have a tumour on my spine, which was causing the sciatica that plagued me during the Edinburgh Festival, so I will be operated on in the coming days. I'll be away for a bit because I'll be in hospital. Um, I think listeners would like to know that, John, you have been um, a very good friend in that period, but you've made it very clear that once I go under the knife, you are cutting <laughs> me off. <laughs> That's all fair yeah. enough, really. There's a gap on British Scandal, right? Uh, they haven't replied to my email yet, but... I'm assuming I can. I'll get that work. I think there will be a, a rotating roster of guest um, stand-ins while I am uh, recovering from having part of my spine removed. Yeah, and I don't know if this is the best time to mention it as well, but do tune in to next week's Down the Dog when I'll be joined by Jude Bellingham. <laughs> that would be incredible. I would never do that to you. I'd be happy with that. Um, well, what do we do in the meantime? Are you just going to put out episodes on your we own? We have a cheeky listener who... Um... Sent in a sort of audition email. 
You're kidding. It's incredible. I have to say, as as your mate, it's been lovely to see. Because I don't really use Twitter anymore, but I do log in and check every now and again. And that it's been lovely to see the outpouring of genuine emotion um, oh, and care for you on Twitter. Um, but it's good to know that there are still listeners who will see that you have a tumor that needs removed from your spine and think maybe I could get on the podcast. Good on them. I'm just trying to find that. I mean. I only tweeted because I just thought I need to let people know why I'm cancelling shows and why I'm just not going to be on stuff. I didn't want people to think I've just like become suddenly lazy. Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't expect so many messages, which has been very nice. But you've been, as people Nottingham would imagine, Forest. I mean, this is a conversation for another day. But Forest, in so many ways, have been incredible. I actually can't believe how good they've been. Uh, privately wow. and publicly they've, they've done a lot for me a, a heck of a lot and i just can't believe it you know it's just i think football I, I genuinely think football is so good at stuff like this i just think um you don't realize it until you're in that situation and i'm obviously very lucky that i've got an amazing wife and family and friends like you and and, and so many other people that have rallied around but not everyone has that and, yes. and I think football clubs are, are, are sort of step in in these places. And, and until you go through it, you don't realise. Obviously, what's surreal is I feel totally fine. I've yes. just got this tumour in there that caused this pain, so I've got to get rid of it. So I'm someone who's always been to the doctors, I think partly because of asthma. Whenever I get a chest infection, I'm like, that's not going to clear itself up. I need to get this sorted. Thank God I went and got it sorted. And I know like people, I don't think it's just a bloke thing. I think, I think some people, men are maybe a bit worse, but you get a pain or you get a thing, you think, oh, it's not going to be that. There was literally no point in not getting it checked out. Because I thought I had a different type of infection a while ago, went and I didn't have it and I felt great. I didn't feel embarrassed that I'd wasted a doctor's time. I thought, thank God I had the sense to go and, you know, when you're told there's nothing wrong with you, it's great. But if you find something, the earlier you find it, especially with something like this, the better. So if you're listening to this and you've got a niggle or whatever it is, there's no use in not checking it out. Because honestly, the difference the time makes can make a huge difference to, you know, your quality of life, the other side of it. Um I realise I'm bringing the atmosphere down in the dog, but well, I had to, I I was in a situation recently where somebody uh, opened up to me about a medical incident that I perhaps didn't want to hear about. I I was coming to see you actually, um, and I was in a, a taxi, and the phone rings as it sometimes want to do in a taxi, uh, and the guy says, "Can yeah. I take the call?" I said, "Of course you can. It's your car." Um, the Voice on the other end said, uh, it's the medical practice, just call him back. And I thought, oh, I shouldn't be in the car for this conversation. And I thought, I wonder if okay. he's going to pull over. Um, and I have done this before. I've said, look, do you know what? Just pull over. I'll get out. I've got loads of time. I'll get another cab. You you have your call. Oddly, people open up on calls in front of me. I had an Uber driver have a, a long conversation with a legal representative about a court <laughs> case he had coming up. And I kept saying, I'll get out if you want. He's like, no, it's fine because this might happen to you one day and it's good for you to know. <laughs> so, okay. Wally told the woman on the other end of the line, no, no, I'm not driving, I'm stationary and I'm on my own. I was like, okay, fine. Um, so the woman said, oh, it's the medical practice. And he said, um, yes, um, it's very itchy in my genital area. <laughs> what? You're kidding. So I straight off the bat, not like um, it's slightly sensitive. He said, yes, it's very itchy in my genitals. Oh, and my God. she said, God. all right. And then he said, and when I itch, when I scratch it, um, watery stuff comes out. Watery stuff. <laughs> Watery stuff. Well, this is hang on, hang on. This isn't in like a hackney carriage where you've got a, a physical partition. No, no. This is. It's, uh, do you know what? As well, and I, I remarked when I got in the car how clean the car was, uh, and it was one of. The, I said this. This car's immaculate. I, I knew it had been serviced that morning or the night before. I mean, what would you have done in that situation? 
I've already been in the cab at this point, I'd say 10 minutes. So in terms of like airborne whatevers, and he hadn't yeah. visibly scratched. He wasn't fidgety. I could see, obviously, through to the steering wheel. I'd say he had lovely clean hands. Okay. Um, I mean, if he had yellow brown fingernails, I'd be worried. Yeah, no, that's it. The, the fingernails were cut to the quick, as it were. They were short. Um, there was no... Yeah, as I say, he wasn't, he wasn't fidgeting. He wasn't grimacing. He wasn't sweating. He was actually a very calm driver. Another thing I remarked on. You know, see what he, I'd have done. I'd have popped my AirPods in to make yeah. it look like I was giving him privacy, but I would not have played a single thing on them. And I'd have looked out the window trying to remember every <laughs> word, which it sounds like you did. <laughs> I... I by this point it was pointless putting headphones on because you don't want to that's not the point to zone out I want to know what the solution is so once I've heard that I'm staying tuned and she was not for having him come in really that's why I mention it off the back of your you know if you've got some and I would fully endorse that go and go and get yourselves checked out but um she was like well you need to go to the pharmacist he went I cannot show a pharmacist that part of me <laughs> <laughs> so hang on the GP Told him not to come in. It's not the GP. It's the... Um, receptionist. I don't think it's a receptionist. I think there's a... Is there like a... Someone who calls you Logan. back, basically. I, I get the impression this is a... Yeah, this is like a... He's wrong in the morning. He said, my balls are on fire. They're leaking. She said, right, I'll put you on the list. You'll get a call back in an hour or so. He said, I'm going to go and pick up a guy in a taxi. Am I all right to talk about my weeping ball sack in front of him? <laughs> She's gone, yeah, mate, crack on. Um, so, yeah, she's saying, go to the pharmacy. And he's saying, I'm not going to show my um, wet balls <laughs> to, yeah. to a pharmacist. And she said, and it, it, she kept saying, well, it, um, is it is it red or anything like that? Is there a rash? And he said, no, there's no rash. It's just very itchy. And she said, is it dry skin? I mean, it's incredible, the detail. He said, it's not dry skin. It. It's a different itch to that. It's a very different itch to any I've had before. He's got he's in the back thinking, yeah, VD, um, gonorrhea. Rush, maybe? Something. Unpleasant. How old was that, he? I would say fifty. Okay. Um, but I mean, I've never, I've never seen that that done before. That level of openness. As a man who, uh, as a result of you know being a father of a primary school age child, has had to go and get worm medicine from the pharmacy on more than one occasion. It's you know you you handle that sort of thing with a certain decorum. You what you do you look at the uh, toiletries and the chop chop lollies or whatever distracts you until the pharmacy is empty and then you say I need the um, and then you don't say worm medicine. You learn the name for it um, and you well, ask the for that they specific put, medicine. You know we're two men have used anusol. They've got the word anus in it, so this you can't <laughs> say. You want just something like it should just be called something like expedo or something yeah. like that. You're like, yeah. can I get some expedo? And then that like, could just be anything. Give it like a, a generic <laughs> brand name. Can I, can have I some, get some uh, weeping bum you soul, please? <laughs> some matey shampoo and some batty rockets, please. Um, and yeah, then I'll be out of your hair. Watery knob you soul. <laughs> Fuck it. She I kept can't saying, look, if, if there's nothing. If there's nothing to see, I don't know what you think I'm going to look at. So, you know, if you come in, what what am I going to see? And I think he was just quite, I was sort of on his side, just saying, yeah, you're a doctor and my balls are weeping. Please don't, I can't walk into fucking Tesco and lob it on the counter. (laughs) Certainly not on the conveyor Um, belt, bloody hell. <laughs> no, no. Do you want the pharmacy for that, mate? I feel for him, but I, I, I wonder. What, yeah. Also, he doesn't want to show someone who could help him, i.e., pharmacist. But he's happy to talk about it at volume yeah. in front of a stranger. Yeah, I guess yeah. he didn't. Well, show obviously, you I'm it, did on he? Instagram Live. He didn't <laughs> show me it. No, he, um, 
he he kept it to himself. And as I say, there was no had there been some sort of fidgeting or sweating or something that suggested it was. But what what also staggered me was that I didn't have the confidence to say, "I'll get out here, mate." Um, I didn't know you had a weeping nut sack when I got in the cab. I sat through that conversation. We got to the station and I said, all right, mate, well, all the best. I hope you get sorted. We had a lovely laugh about it. And then I gave him a five-star rating and a tip. And do you, do you regret the firm handshake? <laughs> I don't regret the handshake. The kiss on the cheek, maybe, <laughs> you know. There's family members I've known 40 years that I haven't had conversations like that with. Well, I mean, most people I wouldn't have that conversation with were I in his situation. I, only my doctor uh, and uh, the close inner circle. I'd say that I've gathered you here today to tell you that I've got a weeping nutsack when I scratch it. Watery <laughs> stuff comes out. No, it's not itchy skin. I know that's going to be your next question. And <laughs> I found poor. Well, I hope he's all right. Look, if you've if you've got anything, a um, tumor in your spine, a weeping nutsack, whatever it is, get it looked at. These things never clear up on their own. I think that's mm-hmm. what we're saying. I'm always the sort of person that thinks you can learn from sport for life. I, mm-hmm. I think it, it was the old Camus quote, everything I learned about morality I learned from football. Um, but also just how to deal with ups and downs and things like that. Ups and downs. Ups and dads. Um, you talk about fine margins. You know, like The fact that I've caught this early will make a huge difference to my quality of life. Yes. And you, you were talking about like literally millimetres might determine whether I can walk or not. And you just like that. That is these are like those are the and it, it, you know millimeters. It, it makes such a difference whether it's a penalty, or whatever you like. Actually, it, it sort of clarified my worldview around it, which is the small differences you can make actually can have a huge impact. Whether it's recycling or penalty taking or whatever, getting to the doctors early, actually putting it off could be a fucking catastrophe. Without you know, I realize I'm bringing the atmosphere down in the dog here. I've had a few pints and I'm ranting. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're talking about what what's odd as well is because what you're talking about is sort of practical stuff where obviously time wise it does make a difference and you've done all of that right. But also your attitude will have a tangible effect on your you know how quickly you recover from the operation. That yeah. that you know that is that is a choice. Positivity is a choice, and I you know I don't have that. Uh, I'm no, not I, a naturally I, I, positive person. I feel like I'm just lucky to be born that way. Really, no, I also, don't, I don't want to become so. a tumor guy. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, the penalty reminds me of my tumour. Or, oh, yes, the Starmer thing reminds me of my tumour. Or, you know, whiskey reminds me of my tumour. I don't want to be like that fucking dick. Don't be defined. No, but equally, equally, you know, fucking get some stuff out of it. Bloody hell. For this for this episode. Get a, um, you know, uh, this is basically... Yeah, but get a book deal. Do you reckon? Oh, fucking right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Maybe yeah. like a miniseries or something. Who else has got one? No other comics have got one at the minute. <laughs> Fucking get it sorted. This is the thing, you're like, Mark Steele, Rod Gilbert, you're like, obviously it's like purple cars, isn't it? You go, once you've got it, you realise loads of other people have got one. But until then, you weren't really taking much notice. Yes. You know what I mean? I do know what, you, know what you mean. mean. I do know what you mean. But yeah, I don't want to make it all about my... When I come and visit you, I will come and visit you early. May I bring a treat bowl into the hospital? Oh, yes. Well, I tell you what, what's great about the hospital I'm at is the food is incredible. I mean, it's so good. The menu, let's show you the picture of the menu. You did. You showed me the menu. I couldn't believe it. It's better than a wedding. It's extensive on one side. Well, yeah, Paul McCaffrey said it was like an all bar one. It's just like, <laughs> there's so much choice on there. The sweet and sour chicken is very good. Um, the spag bol is decent. That comes with chips, by the way. Um, but it's a protein-focused menu. And spag. Uh? Chips and spag, or just bolognese sauce on chips? Um, chips and spag. So spag bowl and chips. 
Yeah, I mean it's a, oh, it's a, it's, yes. it's not the biggest portion in the world, but it's like a little portion okay. of spag bowl, a little portion of I would say undercooked chips, ah. so they're not too fatty. Oh right, yeah, jeer a dying man. Cheers, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're gonna you fucking take the piss out of my final meal, you monster. What's the matter with you? No, but let let's have it right. And and at these times when you've been through something difficult, you, I will never forget. So Lucy had uh, a C-section when our daughter was born. It was traumatic for her. It was a very difficult time. I would say the point at which she looked most emotional was when she could smell toast, but she didn't get any toast. And food at these points is absolutely crucial. Mm. And I would rather have no chips than undercooked chips, I think, because the, 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 the promise of chips... I mean, maybe they're fried chips, and that's why you said they do, they don't want to overcook them, so there's not too much fat content. Yeah. But surely a properly cooked oven chip is better than an undercooked fried chip. Discuss. Maybe, but they taste fine. I okay. tell you what is good okay. in there. I'll tell you what is good in there between you and me. Mm-hmm. Everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apple crumble and custard. Oh, I've done for a few days of the week, and I had that twice. I had that for my lunch and my dinner. Pudding. I had a pudding with both meals. There's no one refereeing that. No one saying he's had the apple pie today. Yeah, you can just you order it twice. It's great. I mean, the food obviously. Even when I'm just in on Civvy Street, food it p- f- plays such a big part of my mind. But um, it, it, in there, I'm like, this is great. It's one of the real perks of being in there is just the sheer choice of food. <laughs> um, now, I found that email um, yes. from the listener. This is from Liam. I mean, you don't think it's Gallagher, do you? No. Bigger fish to fry. Be nice. He says, he's heard that I'm going to be off for a bit. And he's suggesting himself as, as what he calls like a concussion substitution, something that he correctly says the FA should have already got up and running. Um, and he says he's the perfect replacement for me for the following reasons. One, he's a Forest mm-hmm. fan, therefore keeps the ratio in the perfect one-to-one state. Two, I'm terrible at all types of accents and impressions. This means I won't upstage Matt and he'll actually be welcomed back, opposed to you getting someone who's actually better. Three, mm-hmm. I'm very particular and anal about very random subjects and we can't have John just saying random shit and getting away with it while Matt's gone. Someone needs to be there to pick him up on the subjects he least expects. I like that. Two more. <laughs> Four, I managed to be top of the Down the Dog FPL table for a whole week before it went tits up. This mirrors some of Matt's tales where he's doing so well only for it to go wrong later down the line and five i don't have a dog therefore each week's dog of the week can rest its head on my lap and not upset anyone when i get home smelling of other dogs i feel there should maybe be more to this but i feel i've summarized what matt brings to the podcast and why i know i'm the right candidate to replace him thank you liam well yeah i mean there's there's positive elements in there isn't there yeah what did you like and what didn't you like I liked the dog thing. I thought that was very sweet, and that's a that's a that's an animal compassionate person who knows that if you come home to your own dog smelling of another dog, that is an upsetting thing, and that's not something we've really? discussed. So that that must have come from his pride. Yeah, it's weird for a dog. You know, they can smell other dog on you. They sort of sniff around you, and they look at you as if to say, "What the fuck?" It is odd for them. So I like that he knows that. Suggests that he's, he's a sensitive man. But it's very difficult to get past the first two points where he basically says, do you want me to do your podcast with you? I'm a Forest fan. I'm shit at accents and I'm going to slag John off. It's difficult to get by that. It is. I guess as someone who's going to have to work with this guy, his clear loathing of you may be a barrier (laughs) to a creative flourishing relationship. Yeah. Um, Maybe we could record like little voice notes. The the thing I feel, I don't want the feed to just sort of be on pause, but I guess, what do we do? Oh, we pause. Yeah, we, we? pause. Yeah, absolutely. I guess we in a way the dog's just like closed for a refurb or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Put me back. I mean, it could. Oh, no offense to Danny, it could do with a fucking Hoover. <laughs> I know he's had a lot on, but you know, a little bit of a Hoover around the back of the fruit machine. Yeah, starting to smell a bit. Toilets could do with a scrub. You can't just keep lobbing your urinal tablets in there. At some point, you've got to give the thing a wipe. <laughs> so it, it will be away for a few weeks, I guess. Maybe a couple. Yes. Of, I don't know. I mean, I think I'll be in for a few weeks recovering afterwards, and then then I'll be all good. I mean, I, you know, this is low impact, isn't it? Hopefully. Um, this will be one of the first things that I can return to. Yes, it would be nice to, uh, obviously, to catch up as soon as we're able. Um, Funny you mentioned toilet junks. We've had an email about toilets. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet we have. I would imagine we get a lot, don't we? This is, um, I think, Greg or Greek. I'm sorry, with Scottish names sometimes, the I's and the E's. Same with um, Irish ones. I'm never sure whether it's Ewan or Ian. Forgive me. Um, he says, up until about 10 years ago, I had a second part-time job working in a local pub. It was a little bit out of town next to a nine-hole golf course and on the road to a local country park. Due to its location, it was fairly quiet, not getting the usual town centre crowd. This meant it had a big crowd of middle-aged regulars during the day who sloped off, pissed around tea time, and left just a handful yes. of colourful characters, wannabe crimson pissheads, who stayed on in the evening. <laughs> One cold, wet night, there was a Celtic Champions League match on the telly, and the police stopped in to check our toilets. Okay. I was the only member of staff in, which was normal for the evenings, and I let them go in while I looked after the bar. After a few minutes, one of the police officers came back out and asked to speak to me in the toilets. It was obvious that he was the younger rookie, while the other was an older, more experienced officer. The older one was visibly upset and annoyed, while the younger one came across as quite embarrassed by the situation. The older one, the angrier one, was pointing to the top of the cistern and kept saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? <laughs> Honestly, couldn't see anything and didn't know how to respond. He obviously wanted me to acknowledge something that shocked him, and I didn't want to perhaps incriminate myself by admitting to something that might not even be there. On the other hand, I didn't want to say I couldn't see anything in case it made him angrier. At this point, the policeman brought out a pair of blue plastic gloves, put them on and wiped the system with his pinky, held it up to my face, and I could finally see a speck of white powder. Oh yeah, there's some white powder there. How often do you check and clean your toilets, the angry policeman asked. Pretty regularly, I lied. We don't. It was a shithole. <laughs> Any new faces in tonight, he continued. Yeah, if you have never seen before, wanted to watch the football. I lied. It was all the same regular drinkers, and I'm pretty sure I knew who had left their gear behind oh you should be checking your toilets more regularly the angry officer started to lecture in fact your pupils are really big is it yours absolutely not i said quite forcibly though i was worried he'd push it i should have been wearing glasses but didn't have any and i was worried they might be able to stop me from driving fuck this is incredible pretty dull in going here, on here isn't there this is mad it's pretty dull in here which probably accounts for that said the older policeman then he started to turn his attention to the toilet system looking around the lid and lifted it up let's see what we can find in here Stuffed inside oh. the cistern, floating on top of the water, was a large piece of fabric. He put his gloved hand in and lifted it out. I felt sick in the pit of my stomach that I was now caught in the middle of a drug bust. Full guy mm. for one of those arseholes in the bar. This Greg or Greek writes so well. However, the situation took a complete turn when he held up the fabric package, which unfurled and relieved it. To oh, man. Revealed itself to be a large pair of boxer shorts with a huge brown patch of shite. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly someone had shat themselves and dropped them in there before returning to finish their pint. 
because is this giving an image of the type of pub it was now? Christ, check your toilet small, shouted the older policeman as his anger returned. We'll be taking this up with the owner tomorrow. He said as they quickly made their way out, got in their car and drove away. They never did take it up with the owner and we never did clean the toilets more regularly. Regards, Greg or Grieg from Cumbernauld, now Alloa. Greg, uh, Grieg, your writing is incredible. What a gift. Yeah, that was a lovely email. That, that, had, that had everything, didn't it? Drama, yeah. intrigue, shitty kecks. Man, yeah. So, John, our final uh, task of the week is to appoint our pub dog. Have you seen mm-hmm. the email from Tom? Uh, do you know, I'm just looking at it now. Our old friend Tom Fozard, of course, of Rooster's Brewery. Correct. Whom I have to thank for sending. You know, we discussed a long time ago a, a licorice snack that was so salty and disgusting that he, he sort of couldn't fathom why people enjoyed it. Well, uh, Lucy did a gig at Rooster's and he passed on a bag of said licorice snack to her. And I've got to say, it's insane. It's so it's, good. Oh. Well, little cubes, they're so salty when they go mm. in your mouth. It burns. Mm-mm. And then it gives way to real sweetness. So anyway, crack on. Has he got a dog as well? I prefer the um, Capability Brown that they do, the, the, the ale. But um, anyway, this is from the Tom Fozard of the Roosters Brewery. He said, my boy Harry, his dog, was locked in a yard and barely attended to for the first two years of his life. He's also known as Mr. Pretty Whiskers. A dog or a kid? Dog. Right, good. Still bad. He says he's also known as Mr. Pretty Whiskers, so shits a lot. <laughs> so shits a lot. Or Mr. Poopy Butthole. He once did nine shits on a 60-minute walk around a reservoir. <laughs> Fuck me. Wrap him in boxes, lob him in the cistern. <laughs> he says he's not only an impeccably well-behaved pub dog, he's also got 12 years of being a brewery dog, having quickly oh, risen yes. through the ranks to become Rooster's office dog's body in 2011. He's an old boy now. Despite doing well for his age, he's recently been diagnosed with what our vet described as old man bronchitis. He's deaf as a post and displaying increasing signs of senility. I do have another dog who's also a lovely boy, well worth putting forward too, but um, it's not, not my format to change, and Harry is closer to death. Keep up the good work, Tom. And he's he's put a photo of um, Harry outside the Roosters Brewery with a lovely pint of Roosters oh. in front of him. A lovely winning smile on his face. He's a beautiful dog. He's got yeah, a, a, more than welcome. Got a bit lovely photo of him poking his head between a chair and a coat. Presumably, yeah, used scale. to being around beer. Perfect. He's socialized. A northerner. Environment. Yeah, he was a bit deaf as well, he said, didn't he? So that's good. He's going to hear some stuff in the dog, isn't he? He is. Can't pass any secrets on, can he? He's the most qualified dog for the post, um, despite being deaf as well. Well, there we go. We have our pub dog. That's all we've got time for this episode. We'll be back at the end of next week with another. Uh, join us on another slice where for the price of half a pint a month we'll put out an extra podcast exclusively for another slice members three quid a month gets you the down the dog lock-in where you'll get a couple of episodes a month some outtakes and much more the first episode's already up and there will be another one next week go to another slice.com forward slash down the dog and don't forget to leave a five-star written review and tell all your friends about it get in touch as well hello at down the dog.com and think of other ways we can uh, make this immersive pub experience at more just get in touch with anything you like see you soon bye bye